Welcome to the podcast of Imago Day Community, where we are convicted to help bring the whole gospel to the whole person, to the whole world. Join us in this Sunday service as we look to the scriptures, seeking to be transformed into the image of Christ. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're glad that you're with us tonight. Um, just want to give some love to all of our volunteers and all the people that are making these services possible. Can we just give them a round of applause tonight? And Seth, Seth sat there and told that story to probably 300 kids tonight. So well done, Seth, wherever you are. Yes. When we come to this, this time of year, this story of Christmas that we retell and remind ourselves, there's a painting that I came across a couple years ago, a painting done by Sister Grace Remington, who was part of a convent in Dubuque, Iowa, of all places. And she paints this beautiful painting of Mary comforting Eve. And so you can, you can see within the painting that she's connecting the story of Christ's birth all the way back to Genesis, to the very beginning pages of Scripture. There is much to be said in those first pages of Scripture. If you remember the story that there is a, a perfect garden and Adam and Eve are in there with perfect communion with God, and then the serpent comes and deceives the couple. They take from the tree of uh, knowledge, and all sin breaks loose. And then shortly after that, God speaks sort of these, these curses, these consequences on the man and the woman and the serpent. And in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, we have the first picture of the gospel. God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. That's called the proto-evangelium. Can you say that with me? It's just like the kids thing. We use bigger words. Okay, I won't make you say it. It essentially means the first gospel, the first time that the gospel is pointed to in Scripture. And so the sister who painted this painting was picturing that story. And you see within her that the snake is coiled around Eve's ankles and legs, and yet is being crushed by Mary, that with one hand she touches the babe, and with another she holds the apple. And as I thought about that painting, I imagined what that meeting would be like. What would that conversation sound like? And as I imagined that, I wrote this story that I want to read to you tonight. I wrote this morning, so listen, I'm no Anne Lamont, just put, keep that in your hat, or wherever you keep things like that. She remembers emerging from a devastated garden on that horrible day long ago. Snake bitten and thorn pierced, dusty from the rubble. Her quaking legs gathered beneath her, the gravity felt stronger. 
heaviness palpable despite the promise the Creator had placed upon her lips. Her surroundings were at first familiar, but they were also newly strange. Strangeness on fruit bruised and touched for death. Strangeness in the soil hard packed, cracked and thirsty. Strangeness in the thistles growing with the flowers, their petals breaking loose, fallen by the breeze. Familiar still, but newly strange, this place beyond the garden. The snake bite still aches and echoes within her, and she longs to walk again with the promise maker in the midday shade, to hear his voice, to be guided by his breath. She longs for the days when she rose from the dust and rib, animated by his very breath, each and every atom bursting forth with divine energy from the Creator's spoken word. She longs to get back to the garden once again. But angels' swords like gates of fire prevent her from returning home. The promise maker told her it would be like this now, after the great deception, after the snake had bitten, and even even the man God put with her, they bit back, teeth sinking deep into deceptive fruit, mouths full, delicious, and then badly bitter, and the bitterness has never left her mouth. They had fallen for the lie of all lies. They had believed the serpent when he told them that they would be like God. And now all these years later, Eve reflects upon the devastation of that moment. The snake rebellion has grown. So many have taken up the lie as if they were picking the sweet and bitter fruit for the very first time. Even now, her son Cain has taken up with the rebellion. He insists he knows nothing about Abel's disappearance, but she knows better. Cain has done something awful to Abel. She knows that deep inside of her, a mother always knows, and Eve is the mother of us all. But inside this great rebellion of the serpent, the promise maker God insisted that all was not lost. The promise maker promised that within her was a seed who would one day crush the serpent's head, a seed that Eve will pass from generation after generation. Quietly subversive, amidst the noisy chaos and destruction of the serpent rebellion, a warrior king will come to defeat the great snake once and for all. He will bring an end to the rebellion against Creator God. But that day is not now. Eve thinks as she pulls weeds thick and thorn-filled from her garden. Her back aches as it did the day before as she hopes in the warrior's king's coming. Mother, Cain snaps irritatedly at her. His voice curls her toes, his anger so palpable. He has grown into a hard man filled with hate. You have a visitor, another girl that by the looks of things has gotten herself a baby but not a man, he mocks. His laughter hurtful and filled with serpent's poison. As Eve claps the dust off her calloused hands, leaving her work behind to greet her visitor, another girl, used and abandoned, there are many these days. These dark days where men of the serpent's rebellion use girls for their pleasure and discard them at will, leaving them broken in the wake of another selfish destruction. She's a lovely one, King grins with a crooked smile. Leave us, Eve demands, pushing Cain away from the girl, becoming her protector. And there she stands, 
the most beautiful girl. A young girl not out of her teens and beautiful. Her olive skin as smooth as oil, her dark eyes filled with wonder, wonder Eve hadn't seen since before the rebellion. Her thick dark hair waving up around her head tucked under a beautiful wrap. Mother Eve, she smiles, is it truly you? Yes, yes, come in, child. You're not safe out there alone in your condition. The serpent's men are everywhere. Come, come sit here. And Eve guided her by hand to a rocking chair woven by fallen limbs and covered with pelts of bear and wolf. And the young girl walked carefully, holding on to Eve's arms, as pregnant as pregnant can be, leaning back so as not to tip over, but every step filled with a strange hope that Eve had not seen since before the angels guarded the gate of Eden. What is your name, child? I am, the girl began to say, her eyes filled, tearful. Mary, the young woman said, and I bring you good news that will cause you great joy, Mother Eve. The, the promise keeper, creator God, has sent me from a time long from now to cheer your heart and encourage your faith, encourage you in the promise that he made to you is being fulfilled. I carry within my womb the warrior king, the serpent crushing seed. The promise made to you is ma being made true in the child I carry. Eve's heart Skipped a beat and her pulse sped up as hope and wonder began to rise within her. How has this come to be, my child? Mother Eve questioned, but not a question of doubt or unbelief like the serpent questions, but a question of faith. A question that said, tell me the story of how this came to be. And questions like that are questions of faith, not doubt. So Mary sat with Mother Eve and told her the story. The story is long and the years are many, Mother Eve. The serpent rebellion will continue to grow. Sin-soaked hearts creating death and destruction. This is true at all times, Mother Eve. But God, who is faithful to his people and always keeps his promises, he protected your seed through all times, dark as most of them were. And he did this in the most human and marvelous way. Do you remember what the Creator God told you about your seed? Yes, of course I do, child. He told me the sacred seed would rise up one day and defeat the works of the great serpent once and for all. Well, Mother Eve, God is true to his word and every word he promises comes to be. The serpent, that liar... He spends every bit of his energy stealing and killing and destroying. And so many who bear his bite go right along with him. Even though each of them hears that whisper from deep inside of them. The whisper you planted in us, Mother Eve. A whisper that says this is not the way it's supposed to be. And the ache that you carry, you pass that along to us too. The ache of being homesick for Eden. We feel that too. Eve was taking it all in, still surprised at the word this young girl was speaking. In spite of all that the serpent had planned and the wicked ones who go along with it, nothing can ever stop the plans of God. And God had imagined the most incredible way to carry forth his plans and his promises. 
And so this seed that was first inside of you was passed forward from generation to generation. At first, Mary continued, and not long from now, the seed will come through a man named Noah and God will begin again. A great flood will wipe out the serpent's workers and Noah and his family will be the protectors of the seed. In a great ark built with their own hands, they will drift upon the waters covering the whole earth until they recede and God will start again. But the serpent, crafty as he is, he will still find a way to bring his vile pollution to the world and soon even this new family will be bitten. Humanity will continue to try to build towers Towers to heaven, as dumb as that sounds, but you know, Mother Eve, there's no end to what a simple human who deceptively believes that they are like God will attempt to do. And God will scatter them throughout the earth, but they will continue to build their war machines and defame their sacred image they bear as sons and daughters of God. War and death will always be everywhere, but fear not, Mother Eve. For the seed that carries the promise of the warrior king will free us all. And the seed has been protected. God chose a man and a woman in their old age to carry the seed. Who would think to look for God's sacred seed in the home of Abraham and Sarah with their old age and her barrenness? But God, the promise keeper, made a promise to them that Sarah would have a child and just as sure as God who always keeps his promises, she did. And so from Abraham came Isaac and from Isaac Jacob and the creator God became their God and God hid this secret seed within the family line. And soon Jacob had many sons and each son had a tribe of their own. And from the first couple, Abraham and Sarah, an entire nation was born. The people of God, a nation called Israel, and God chose one tribe in particular to carry the seed of the warrior king, the tribe of Judah. Eve was starstruck, taking it all in, and each time Mary paused to catch her breath, Eve hurried her again to speak. Tell me more, child, please, continue. Well, Mary said, the nations around God's people were always warring with them. And the serpent even found a way into the hearts of God's people. Often they'd sin, they'd rebel, they'd turn away from their God. But never would God forget his promises to them. So when they became enslaved in Egypt, he sent them a redeemer named Moses. And when they were given the best land in all the earth, God sent them a warrior named Joshua. And when the... People rejected God as their king, which I know is hard for you to imagine, but this happened nonetheless. He sent them a king after his own heart in David. And all this time, he has also told us more about the seed that he is protecting. This warrior king will also be a redeemer who saves his people from sin He will be a prophet faithful to God and speaking to us his very word. He will be a shepherd who tends his lambs with love and care. He will be a savior and a liberator who sets us free. He will be the king of kings over every little kingdom that reigns upon the earth. And even though the serpent during all these years has bitten and continues to destroy, it is only a tiny heel bite compared to what our God is doing. And this brings me to why I am here, 
The time has come, Mother Eve. Your seed has come. The warrior king is the baby I carry within me at this very moment. Eve stood before Mary, the mother of all, standing before the mother of God, which was a sight to see. A meeting of two matriarchs for whom the world is ever indebted. They bore the pain of the world, each in their own way. In Mother Eve, she carried the ache and longing, the shame and loss of a thousand generations of what could have been but never was. And in Mary, she carried a mother's love despite the mocking crowds to watch her infant son become crucified God for the sake of sinners scoffing while he died. Two great women standing imaginarily face to face. Who is this child, Eve asked, Mary with astonishing curiosity. He is the creator God himself, Mother Eve. Looking up, astonished into Mary's eyes, how can this be, she whispered. I asked the angel the very same thing, Mary told her. You see, Mother Eve, the God who walked with you in the garden devised the plan himself before the world began. Knowing full well of the serpent's rebellion, that was to come, and understanding our weakness to defeat the devil on our own. God, all-knowing that each of us is bitten and cannot be unbitten, God himself chose to become the seed that he promised to you. God is the seed, Mother Eve. And so in miracles of miracles, the Holy Spirit came upon me and I was with child and I will name him Jesus because he will save us from our sins. And God himself is his father and has placed his own spirit within this child. God has sent us his son, the son of God, who as I live and breathe is being formed at this very minute inside my womb. He is also my child, Jesus. God with us, Mother Eve. God in our own flesh and blood. God, a sinless Savior, but also a baby of tender flesh and cooing breath. Mother Eve, you see, this is what I am here to tell you. God has fulfilled his promise to you. God is with us once again. And just as you walked with him in the garden when creation was first born, just as you heard his voice and were enveloped in his love, he is here with us once again. Eve stood and pulled Mary to her feet as tears washed away the dust from Eve's cheeks with each streak of fallen tears. I am the mother of all, Eve said, but you, Mary, are the mother of God the mother of my Lord and my Savior. And as they stood there eye to eye, so many years between them, so many generations come and gone, but they were connected by promise, connected by miracle, connected by the God who chose them to carry this sacred seed for salvation of all people. And Mary gently took Eve's hand and placed it upon her belly. And as the baby kicked and danced, Eve felt the familiar touch of days long ago. In the garden when God walked with her hand in hand, here he was again, rubbing up against her palms with tiny elbows and knees. Emmanuel, God with us, Eve whispered in quiet amazement. And they stood that, 
They stood there like that for some time. Two mothers worshiping the God child who had come to crush the serpent's head. The mother of all and the mother of God cooing soft praises to the sacred seed within Mary's womb. Emmanuel, God is with us once again. And so this imaginary meeting could have been, but probably never was, and it is no less true. The child has indeed been born, and he indeed slayed the serpent, and he indeed is for us, Emmanuel, God with us. Merry Christmas, everybody. We pray that God will use this message to strengthen your faith and draw you into a deeper relationship with himself. If you're interested in hearing other sermons or want more information about the church, please visit our website at www.amagodaycommunity.com. Thanks a lot for listening.